Welcome, D gentlemen and D gentlewomen, to episode 10 of the Odds Get Even podcast. I'm your co host, J. Roy Hammers, here with RG and AJ Betts. How are you guys? Doing great. You know, we're finally done school. Um, we had a decent week on the books, and uh, I'm looking forward to the holidays and get back in the gambling ring. Yeah, no, we're doing great. Um, it's been good to be home for a few days here for the holidays. Uh, getting a bit fired up. So much sports on over the break. Like, it's ridiculous. You don't even know what to start with, eh? Like, especially right over the New Year's, you got you got so much NFL wrapping up. So many games with loser, Le- loser leaves town games, college football games, World Jays. There's just uh, so much to count. Yeah, this is the time of year where... 2022 turns into 2023 we got so much to look forward to as you said got hockey football soccer's over unfortunately what a final that was and what a great call from the soccer guys as well calling argentina to win nice little back tap tap on the back or pat on the back whatever you call it (laughs) for our boys here this is what odds get even produces we just we get those odds and we make them even here in the books here just like it says in the name. But as you said, RG, you did mention the World Juniors. We are really excited here. As you guys uh, all know, like for the listeners, we are from Canada. So it is a big deal for us here. So we do have a jam-packed episode talking about World Juniors, MVP conversations for the NHL, as well as a little quarterback debate. But that will be uh, at the end of the episode. First, we want to talk about how we are moving on with the podcast. Arjun, do you want to explain the new breakdown that we have for the coming, I guess, couple months here on Odds Get Even? Yeah, so we're still going to be giving uh, picks for all the weekends coming up, going to these last uh, few weeks of NFL, um, playoff NFL. We'll have hockey on the weekends. We'll start uh, rolling with some basketball picks, too. Uh, moving forward, a lot of college ball a lot of NBA too. So those pods will usually be coming out on Fridays right before the weekend. So you guys can lock in all your picks, get all the analysis you need from us uh, leading up to that. And then we're going to have another pod um, a bit earlier in the week, like we're rolling right now. Uh, So that one's just going to be for a little bit of riffing for the boys. We can uh, throw out some picks we like during them too, but we'll we'll have a lot of debates on uh, different teams. Just uh, basically just having some fun, right boys? Absolutely. Uh, I, I love these debates. Uh, I can tell you a little foreshadowing this QB debate may get heated, but you know, wouldn't rather do anywhere else than right here. So I'm looking no. forward to it. One big part of sports, I don't know if you guys noticed, is sports brings people together. But there is a little part that divides us in sports, and it comes off of these debates, these polarizing debates that we all have and they all we need we all need to hear. So when we do debate on the podcast, if you guys are listening, don't be afraid to drop a comment. Give us your take because obviously sports is just made up of a bunch of takes and some people are right and some people are wrong. And that's how you get to catch the beauty of sports itself. Now, we do want to talk about how we did last week. We had a pretty good week last week. I'd say uh, we were kind of navigating through a pretty tough underdog heavy schedule where a bunch of the underdogs won. But ending at 54%, honestly, is not bad when we are aiming at 50-50 pick'em games. So nothing to be short of, nothing to be not proud of. We did pretty well here. Now, do you guys have anything to say, anything we learned from this weekend here? I get it started. First of all, two uh, of those wins there were uh, two We're two out of three on our value picks, and those were all plus 120 odds. So that's definitely something to uh, pat, uh, pat our bats about, pat our bats, pat our backs about. Um, a couple of big wins there. And uh, I mean, boys, we had our World Cup winner from the beginning take the take the crown. We, we doubled down. We took him again in the final, and it was, it was awesome. Plus 550. That's incredible. Great odds. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to sell any corner flag, so it's a good time. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, Mbappe was the scorer of the tournament, which is something Benny Betts said. It was a plus 900 bet that also hit. And uh, enough uh, stroking our own cocks. Let's move on to the first segment of our episode. We want to get right into it here. We, as a podcast, were discussing future MVPs for the NHL and really had a tough time nailing down a top five. So all three of us decided to go on our own part 
do our own research. Obviously, all the research we've done are academically accredited sites, no Wikipedia here. And we all produced our top five. So for the listeners here today, we are going to go through all our top fives and create a community top five, a top five that we're comfortable saying it's our top five. So with further ado, I want to start off with you, AJ, at your number five spot for the MVP in the NHL. To clear this up for the listeners, it is the most valuable player to their team. So that's the criteria that we had set out here for the boys. So, yeah, number five, maybe, I don't believe he's a homer pick, but I have Austin Matthews, just what he does with the Maple Leafs. Maple Leafs are rolling right now, number two in the Atlantic Division. I think they're number three or four in the league at this point. Um, he does everything for them. He a bit of a downscoring year compared to his 60 goals last year. But still 17 goals, 21 assists in 33 games. He's starting to heat up after a slow start. He does so much more, too. He's been more physical this year. Yeah, he's a leader on the ice. He's plus 14 as well. That line with him and Willie is carrying their team right now, so... He's my number five. It could be a bit of a debate, but I think he's fine at five with what he does to the Maple Leafs. That's that's a good pick here. We're just going to go right down the board with all our five picks. Then we're all going to just riff and debate on who deserves that actual number five spot. So, RG, that, that means you go oh, okay, with your number five it. pick. I got you there. <laughs> so, I also have um, hit him with the four, Austin Matthews, in my number five spot. Um, not too much to tell on uh, this first like what 33% of the season, but um, I think he's really going to pick it up here down the stretch. You know, he's on a, what a nine game heater right now. He's uh, he's been putting up points recently. He's been getting it back together and uh, boys I'm waiting, waiting for the deadline for uh, after this year, see if they can pick someone else up to go on this power play with them. Someone to feed him the puck there. Um, it's looking uh, not too bad so far, but um looks like they're going to add someone on the wing for that second line, add some depth, give him a little rest, give him some more time to uh, put the puck in the back of the net. So uh, we'll see what happens here, but he is definitely uh, the MVP for the Toronto Maple Leafs, who are the second best team in the best division in hockey right now. So you guys both have Austin Matthews in common here at number five, and it kind of does seem like majority does rule. Uh, usually it is a democracy and with more people on Austin Matthews side, he should be number five. I went a different way with the fifth pick. I went with Miko Rantanen. Now, when you assess the qualities of Miko Rantanen to his team and what he's done this year, guys, he's been carrying the avalanche this year throughout all their injuries. If it wasn't for Miko Rantanen, the avalanche wouldn't be in contentions for a playoff spot right now. You have McKinnon out for multiple weeks. You have Laniscog out for the whole year. And you got Mika Rantanen quietly putting up 39 points in 31 games, which is obviously a little lower than Matthews. But when we're looking at the prospect of an MVP, which is most valuable to his team, you can argue that Matthews isn't the most valuable player to that Toronto Maple Leafs team. Um. Just a little note here about that one. I do think Rantanen's really carrying the load on offense for them, but I think you're forgetting about a little defenseman who is kind of a forward that plays for the Colorado Avalanche that might be the MVP for that team. Um, did you forget about someone named uh, Kale McCarr, Josh? So I, when I was making this, uh, this top five list, I included Mika Rantanen and I can read you the stats of Mika Rantanen in comparison to Kale McCarr because Kale McCarr, obviously, don't get me wrong, he's a great defenseman. He's also, he's also a defenseman. He's not going to put up the numbies. Yeah, he's not going to put up the numbies. Not a point per game. But for oh, as I say this, as I say this, Mika Rantanen scored the overtime winning goal <laughs> to beat the Habs today. So, but either way, Kale McCarr is a great player. There's a reason why he won the Con Smythe last year. But defensemen usually don't win the Hart Trophy, which is why in his last, let's say, his last couple games, guys, he's been on a crazy streak. So either way, two of you guys picked Austin Matthews. So for the sake of the podcast, we're going to stick with Austin Matthews. I do disagree, but our cumulative number five is Austin Matthews. Now, AJ, give us your number four pick. So I don't think any of you guys have this when we count it briefly, but I have Elias Hirokin. Mm -hmm goaltender for the the islanders what he's just doing for that team is unbelievable i saw a stat i wasn't sure it's like did you guys see that shutout shutout stat it's been like 
14% of his starts have been shut out, something like that, which is absolutely absurd. He's carrying the load right now. They're in contention for playoff spot, and they wouldn't be, they would be in the Bedard race without Stroken right now. The amount of high quality chances he faces and what he does on a nightly basis allows me to put in the heart race. I just saw with Shashirsky in the heart race last year. I think Stroken deserves this for the Islanders. That's a great pick, AJ. And uh, once I saw you put that in there, it kind of made me want to switch up mine. I have Sidney Crosby. Um, Sidney Crosby has been pretty electric this year. It's kind of good to see uh, the Pens roll. And, you know, it's kind of like uh, the last dance for the Pens here. They got Latang back. They got Malcolm back. They got the boys. But um, it's going to be tough down the stretch here for them. We'll see. Um, that division is going to get super tight, especially with Sorokin in it. But um, I do have City Crosby in my four hole. He's kind of just been lighting it up this year. It's good to see uh, someone doing that at what, 36 years old? It's pretty impressive. Yeah, Sidney Crosby's unreal. He's been scoring points ever since he got into the league. He's on pace for over a hundred point season again. He is pretty valuable to his team. At the number four spot, I had a guy that you guys included in your top three, and Jason Robertson. He's been a great player, MVP. He has slowed down quite a bit as of late, but in terms of value to the team, Jason Robertson has brought the top value to the stars. There's a reason why he is a reason why they're winning games right now. If it wasn't for him, I think that line would be stale. I think the whole team wouldn't be a playoff contention. So Jason Robertson has that unicorn build, 47 points in 33 games. Boys, now let's let's negotiate here. Let's have a heated discussion because one of my players is in your top three. And you guys have two players that aren't in the top three. So who are we taking here in our fourth spot in the MVP list? I think we should take Elias Roken. We don't have a goalie. Um, I think that's the play here. Honestly, like it's it's Shashirkin from last year. So it's my one, from last year. So my one thing to say is Shashirkin had a nine three six, which was better than Carey Price's heart winning year in two thousand. 16 i believe and he still didn't win the heart which shows you that goaltenders can't really win the heart in this day and age and in my opinion as a sorokin fantasy owner and the way he's been playing recently besides that shadow he got last game they're leaning towards varlamov more if it wasn't for varlamov getting hurt last game sorokin wouldn't have started so i don't know if you saw that aj since you're not a sorokin owner but i don't i don't like Sorokin in that fourth spot, I'd rather lean either Robertson or Crosby. I just think Robertson's more valuable. I think he deserves to be in the top three, just what he's doing for the Pacific leading stars right now. And he's carrying the offense load, scoring 24 goals in 31 games. Um, I just think Sorokin's still valuable, that team. Uh, the Islanders, when you compare it to the Rangers, the Rangers are a much better team than the Islanders are right now. Still the 926, 236, and the amount of high danger chance he faces is ridiculous. But he doesn't even have the highest save percentage in the league. We're talking about who's most valuable to their team, though. Wouldn't you argue that Hellebuck's more valuable than Sorokin? I think the Jets have more help on their team than the Islanders do. So, RG, you taking Sorokin? Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Elias Sorokin. He is still, uh, what is he? He's fifth in the league in save percentage, but all those teams ahead of him have a lot more help. Um, shoutouts too. boys don't don't discredit the Leafs boys I'm just saying Samsonov and Matt Murray um, I think Matt Murray should be investing in the conversation by the end of this year but we'll see what happens but um, guys that Islander defense is just not that good so uh, I'm gonna have to give it to Elias Sorokin here so Elias Sorokin isn't even listed in the heart odds conversation disrespectful on on bet 365 so he doesn't even have assigned odds to him we gotta hammer him i guess we gotta hammer him (laughs) so that's it so for the fifth and the fourth spot we have matthews and sorokin so let's go to our number three aj take us off again here for a number three spot you just mentioned but i have jason robinson my number three spot um just kind of mentioned it 24 goals 23 assists and 33 games this year the Stars are electric on the ice. The Stars in two or three years will be the best team in the league, in my opinion, with Ottinger, too. They're so young. They're locked up with good term. Um, Jason Robinson is super fun to watch. Has a killer release. Um, he's got a bit of an edge to his game. He's 6'3". Um, yeah, I love Jason Robinson. I think he deserves number three spot with how good the Stars have been this year, and he's their best player. Uh, that's a great pick. 
That's a that's a great pick. I'll uh, I'll be talking about him a bit later. But uh, right now, I have in my three hole guys David Pasternak, the best player on the best team in the NHL right now. They are by far the best team in the NHL. They'll be the favorites going into the playoffs. They're electric to watch this year. Not really a last dance for uh, for them, I would say. But I mean, you got Berger on there. You got uh, Marshawn maybe looking to move on at the end of this contract. Pasternak's looking to get paid, boys. He is going to have quite the payday. He's in a contract year. Expect north of $11 million for David Pasternak after this year. He is lighting it up. He is currently the best player on the best team in the NHL right now. That's why he's in my three-hole. Yeah, it's a good pick. I can see why you have him in your three-hole. Um, great name for that. When we were making these top five, guys... I don't understand where the Russian players have gone. Like, is it because Russia invaded Ukraine? We have a ban on Russian players for the MVP. Is that is that why there's no Kaprizov in your top five? Because I got Kirill Kaprizov in my three hole. I could wow. have him in my two hole and my one hole for no, not my one hole. McDavid's there, but like I could have him in my two hole. Kaprizov has been carrying these Minnesota Wild guys. Have you seen his line mates? He's playing with Max Steele and Matt Zuccarello. Guys, and he's putting up a lot of points. He has 42 points in 31 games played. Minnesota is relevant because of Kaprizov. He is the guy in Minnesota. Like, I don't know how you guys haven't even considered him in the top five. This guy has Sorokin at four. Either way, who are we picking for a three spot? I'm in shock that there's no Kaprizov there. We still do have to, in the spirit of the actual competition itself, I guess, we do have to come up with a number three. So who do we have here? I think we got to wait till we go through two and one because I know we got different two and one. So I think we probably should wait to the top yeah. three because we're going to keep putting different names out rather than solidify it now. Okay. All right. So we're going to keep our names here for our three, two, and one, and we're going to rank him. So looking here. Who is your real number two, Josh? Because you made a little change here, I'd say. Like, who's your real number two in this ranking? Yeah, so just remember, boys, this isn't just what's happened so far. This is what we expect to happen for the rest of the year, too, right? Um, so I'm going to keep it standard. So Jason Robertson's staying at, at number two, boys. He's electric. Um, I got him there. I still think I have Mitch Barner on my team for the next 10 years. That's just ridiculous. But... Um, <laughs> having a great year this year so far on a great deal for Dallas too. They're going to be the best team in the NHL in a few years. Um, and then number one, boys, no, they're not that good, but the NHL loves its parody. Absolutely loves its parody. And they're starting to get that from a couple other sports here. That's how you make money. You got parody in your awards. Paige Thompson, boys, American unsung hero is absolutely lighting it up. Boys, he is absolutely electric. Unreal. This guy has potential to be the best American player of all time. I know, I know it's still early, but guys, watching this guy play, his hands in tight are incredible. Still, undoubtedly, Patrick Kane for my eyes. Austin Matthews is right behind him, but um, Tate Thompson is something to watch, guys. Yeah, no, I 100% agree with that. I have Tage at number two in mine. How crazy is the two best American players in the NHL right now are from Arizona? It's pretty, pretty crazy in my opinion. Awesome. Uh, seeing Tage and Austin Mouth potentially play together in the Olympics would be absolutely electric. But yeah, what Tage is doing is unreal. Like he's just the way, how big he is. He's 6'6", 220. The hands he has, the release, everything. This guy has 50 points in 32 games, 26 goals in 32 games. Um, he has the best contract in the NHL right now. The Sabres got absolutely ripped to shreds when they signed to that. And oh, yeah, it's the best contract by far in the NHL. And they're going to be laughing for the future. And this is what this reminds me of is when Taylor Hall won the heart, when the devil snuck into a wild card, wild card spot in that was like four years ago, whatever it was. And Taylor Hall won the heart. There's something Tage Thompson can do if he can lead the Sabres to a wild card spot. I'm going to have to agree with you guys here. Tage Thompson is at my number two spot. Uh, me and you, AJ, had Tage Thompson at number two. And he's just has that unicorn build, guys. He's making players like Jeff Skinner and Alex Tuck relevant again, guys. Yeah. Like, this is ridiculous. Jeff Skinner is back to his old 40-goal pace. He's making Buffalo look good with that $9 million a year contract. Like, yeah, Tage Thompson say. is a guy. 
Now, one thing I do have to question here, RG, is where is uh, that guy Connor McDavid in your top five? Boys, the NHL loves parody. I don't care what I think. I care what the NHL thinks. The NHL <laughs> loves its parody. Connor McDavid will not win it this year, no matter how electric he is, no matter how much he is lighting the lamp this year. It's going to go to one of those two gents if they can, uh, if they can, if they can keep up their scoring pace between Paige Thompson and Jason Robertson. Um, guys, I just, I just don't think they're going to hand it to him again, especially if Edmonton doesn't even make the playoffs this year, which is like a very, very strong possibility, like a very good possibility. I can see if they're not given to him if he doesn't make the playoffs, but this guy's on pace for 160 points. That's the most like it's insanely what he's doing. Um. I just don't know how you can't, he can't be the number one ranking right now. What he's, he, he's on pace for 160 points. I think that says it for all. He's electric. He's the best player in the NHL by far. It's not even close. The step he took this year. Yeah. Uh, if they make the playoffs, I think you got to hand McDavid the heart. There is only two scenarios. And I agree here with AJ 160 points is a lot where McDavid doesn't win the heart this year. One is if he says something extremely racist or sexist <laughs> and gets canceled. <laughs> Or two, he gets injured, which I'd rather him say something extremely racist and sexist and get canceled for a season. <laughs> but honestly, McDavid looks like the clear winner here. If he keeps on going, guys, like that, 160 points was the last time you saw that. So in the, in the I guess in the sake of our comparison here, who are we going to have at the consensus number one here? Because AJ and I have McDavid gotta be mcdavid then. and i feel like you're leaning mcdavid you're just trying to make a hot take here rg <laughs> no i actually don't think mcdavid's gonna win this that's why he's not in my top five you guys can throw him there for uh for your fun but uh just so you guys can uh steer our viewership the wrong direction here but um guys it's it's the league's award to give out it's not our award to give out unfortunately and they want that parody you think they want to give it to edmonton again what a shitty town if so they want to Matthew, get it there, Matthews won it last year. Yeah, he's in a great sports town. Yeah, he's in the, the biggest market, market in the NHL, yeah. the absolute biggest market in the NHL. And he scores. They want to give it there. I mean, fucking Tages is in Buffalo, but yeah. parody, parody boys. Yeah. That's so all I'm saying. <laughs> I think David isn't our odds get even ironclad bet for the MVP heart, but we do have him in the number one spot here. I'd say consensus yeah. with two out of the three guys. Number two, do you guys agree that you put Tage in number two? Yeah, we, yep. can put, we can throw Tage in two. So the last spot we have is the number three spot where you two have Jason Robertson. I'm assuming you guys are stuck with that rather than Kirill Kaprizov. Yeah. RG also made pasta, so it's one of those three we want to pasta. put Pasta, we can also slip someone out. We can someone also can move Strokin out if we want to. Yeah. So we got to make this decision. Boys, what are we what are we doing? I'm thinking Kirill Kaprizov has to be in those in this top five guys. I think J Rob's gotta go out three, then we move out Sorokin for one of Pastor Kirill. What do you think, AJ? Uh not RG. Boys, I best player on the best team. Best team in the NHL. I, I, I would say I'm gonna give Boston the fraud card this year, guys. Like they're good, but they're kind of slowing down, and I don't think they're gonna do as well as we think they are in the playoffs. They're, I don't think they're gonna make it farther than the second round. You you can save this clip for the playoffs, but I think they're a fraudulent team. There's a reason why they didn't do so well last year, and it's the exact same team. They just they just came out hot, and and that's what happens with some teams that come out hot. They just stick out till the holidays, and then after the break, they're gonna come back to earth. Yeah, I, I think I'd lean towards past in this position just based off right now. It's the NHL. If you're the number one team in the league and you have one player's leading that team, I think they're going to lean towards past over Krill. Look at who he's playing, though, with guys. Like, look guys, at who Kaprizov's playing. What's the stats? It's like, it's that's what the heart does. They... Guys, and I don't think Boston's going to drop off. You know, the playoffs is all about who's got the hot hand in net. Guys. Best best thing to judge goalies with is save percentage, and uh, Linus Allmark has the best save percentage in the NHL. All right. Well, if you guys want pasta, for the sake of the podcast, we'll put pasta in, but just telling you guys Kaprizov should be there. Um, so that, there you go, our top five once again. McDavid, Tage Thompson at number two. Number three, we got Jason Robertson. Number four, we got Pasternak. And number five, we got Austin Matthews. Now, I'm going to put one thing through you guys before we move on to our World Junior Preview is 
our bet, our consensus bet, where you can grab the most value. And I feel like the most value here is at Tage Thompson at plus 2,000, which is 20 to 1 to win the heart. And we have him at number two. Would you guys agree that we should put some money on Tage Thompson to win the heart? Yeah, you know what? I would. Um, they're going to try to make a little bit of a playoff push here in the Eastern Conference, get that last wild card spot. He's going to be uh, sucking in heavy minutes. There's nothing going there. Maybe they can grab someone at the deadline. You know they got that cap space. So uh, we'll see what can happen here. Help him out in the power play a bit. Yeah, let's sprinkle. Let's sprinkle in 20 to 1 right now. I think that's great value. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our MVP conversation brought to you by Enterprise Rent-A-Car. We now move on to the World Juniors. AJ. You had some projections here. Let's go over quickly the groups and who to watch for this World Juniors because every year this World Junior Tournament is something I have circled on the schedule here. It's so exciting seeing some of these players play and then obviously seeing them play for your favorite teams in the future. Sorry, you cut out on my end, my bad. (laughs) Oh, no, I was just saying, can you tell us about your favorite player, Nino Niederreiter, when you watched him play for Switzerland? back in the day and how great of a tournament it was you know it was electric you know who my favorite the um, world junior player of all time non-canadian peter morazic on czech republic he was absolutely electric i remember that that is a fun one boys you know who my favorite is this is going to take you back to a great canadian team but a better american team that won the tournament in 2010 guys jack campbell oh, was the yeah. goalie for the united mm-hmm. states of america that tournament and uh, he won a gold medal for the U.S. They beat Canada 6-5 in the finals. That was an absolutely electric game. Okay, so you, you guys aren't homers on this one. You guys are just taking other other countries here? Well, I mean, if it's a, it's Jordan Everly, it's got to be Jordan Yeah, Everly. I think Jordan Everly's up there. Guy. Do you know who was also yeah. left? Justin Pogge. Yep, that's a good one. <laughs> the best stats ever as a goal, in the, and then he absolutely flopped for the Leafs. <laughs> this is why we love the World Juniors, guys. Like it's just such an electric tournament, and all these memories it brings back with all these players that ended up being busts or really good players. It just that's what we commemorate here in Canada. So we're gonna start with this preview, guys. Take us away, AJ, with the groups here. What you think is gonna happen, and we're gonna give you guys a breakdown of who to watch for this tournament. All right, I'll just start listing off Group A right now. In Group A, Canada's group, we have Sweden, Germany, Czechia. It's called Czechia now. Austria and Canada. Uh, I'll go through Group B briefly, too. We have USA, Slovakia, Finland, Switzerland, and Latvia. Uh, I'll just go off briefly, give my brief prediction, and Josh can go in a bit more depth. Wait, wait, wait. Before you give your prediction, what do you think is the group of death? Uh, I think you got to go Group B. Uh, I think USA, Finland's really good. Swiss is always just a... a tough team to play in this tournament. They always put up a fight. And then Slovakia's got a lot of talent. They have Simo Nemec on their team, who I think will be one of the best players in the tournament. Um, so I think Slovakia's a team to watch. they got a lot of heart. Nice. And, yeah, I, I, yeah, we all agree with you there. That's why no one put their finger up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll just go through my predictions. Uh, group A, I have Canada coming number one, Sweden two, Czechia three, Jeremy a four, and then Austria five will be battling for the relegation spot. In Group B, I have USA at one, I have Slovakia at two. They're my team this year. I really like them. Finland at three, Switzerland at four, and then Latvia at five. Um, I'm going to go with Austria getting relegated this year. And then, uh, yeah, that's my brief predictions. What are your boys' thoughts? Um, Just for group A, one little change up here for the group stage. Not saying this team is going to win it all, but um, Adam, you're forgetting about the best team in world junior group stage history. That is Sweden. They, I think a couple of years ago, they lost their first game in like 10 years in the group stage. Guys, I think they upset Canada here in the group stage, but uh, Canada takes it back later and Sweden wins this group with Canada at number two. That's that's a great take, especially with one of the top five picks projected on Team Sweden, Leo Carlson. He's an absolute monster of a player. In the SHL this year, he has 14 points in 25 games. And as you guys know, in these adult leagues, when you have these underagers, these 18-year-olds putting up points, that's when you know that they're primed and ready. So it's going to be kind of scary watching at least Leo Carlson play in uh, against his age. Like Especially with that frame, guys, he might be an absolute force to reckon with. I don't think Sweden is as strong as you do, RG, due to the fact that they're missing a couple key defensemen. 
that were drafted and picked up by NHL teams like Simon Edmondson and, and other guys. Like they they were known for their strong defense, but now like they're kind of relying on their top heavy guys. Like they're pretty top heavy this year. Where you look at Canada, that Canada just looks like an absolute wagon. And we're gonna go over that roster in a bit, but. Sweden, Sweden's pretty good. I have him finishing second, unfortunately. It might be a homer take to have Canada first, but it's so hard to see that team lose any games this tournament. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Canada's going to be an absolute wagon. I agree with you say it's Sweden as well. I get what you say, RG. Um, that kind of luck ended up the last two years. I think that streak of like 40 and 0 in the group play finally ended. I think their luck's starting to turn around, but if it was any other team like USA, I would probably pick Sweden, but Canada looks like an absolute wagon. They have depth. They have 12 forwards. You can put the puck in the net. And those first two lines are absolutely electric. Yeah. And we're going to, like I said, go over Canada. What are the other group A teams that you have outside of the top two, other than Sweden and Canada, AJ? Uh, I just have Czechia. Uh, I'm not too, like, too, too knowledgeable about Czechia. I know they have a really good goalie. He's in the WHL, who a lot of actually insides are projected to win goaltender of the tournament. Um, then I have Jeremy and Austria rounding it out. Uh, this is the top heavy group, Canada and Sweden, will roll these earlier games. I think Czechia could put up, you know, a bit of a fight with one of those teams. But, yeah, it's top heavy. Canada and Sweden are going to roll. And uh, I think that game's on New Year's Eve New Year's Eve between Canada and Sweden, too. So that'll be a good game to watch. Czechia's yeah. not bad. Sorry, go ahead, RG. Go ahead. I was going to say Prague is a fun town. So I like, uh, I like Czechia here. Prague's a lot of fun. So there you go. Yeah, it is. It is an amazing town. Honestly, it uh, looks like one of those classic European towns. I agree with you there. Czech, one thing they do have is a lot of heart. Every time you see them play, they, they're always just they're playing like the Islanders out there. So that's one thing you really like to see in a team. Uh, and one thing about the Czechs, they do have this one player, Yuri Kulich. He's on the Rochester Americans. He was drafted in the first round by Buffalo last year. He's having a pretty good year in the AHL. So that's one player you do have to watch out. Sometimes the checks come out with a lot of heart, but they always have one or two sneaky players that end up actually biting Canada in the ass. So that's one thing in terms of Germany and Austria. I don't think there'll be much of a factor this year as Germany was before with Stutzla. So what we'll see Germany hockey is growing guys. Like it's growing out there. And I really hope that the next dry settle comes out sometime soon. Yeah. Well said. Well said. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, I was waiting. I was waiting for some approval here, guys. Come yeah, on. no, I'm not too knowledgeable about Germany and Austria, but you know, if you get the next dry soda, Germany. I remember watching dry soda in the World Juniors. Actually, I think it was it was McDavid. I think it was, it was one of those years watching dry soda. Pretty cool in Germany. Um, didn't know too much about him at the time, but he was electric when I was watching him. So let's move on to the other group. We got USA. Now, RG, if it wasn't for Canada, you'd be a big USA fan with your USA boxers and everything on. Do you have a prediction of where USA will end up on the podium this year or if they will end up on the podium this year? Yep. So I have them finishing in second place behind the Canadians this year. Um, guys, just a lot of fun players to watch on this team, too. Obviously, uh, fourth overall pick from last year, Luke Hughes, probably going to win a defenseman of the tournament here. If I uh, if I had to guess, he's he's absolutely electric. I'm excited to see him on the international stage here, not in U18 play. Um, also, guys, third pick, Logan Cooley. Don't forget about him. He is electric. He's going to be uh, a lot of fun to watch. And then a little bit of a prospect here too. Um, center for the University of Wisconsin. Um, he's a projected top ten pick out of this year. He can move up if he has a good tournament here. You know, guys. You know how guys uh, can fly up in these rankings here if they have a good tournament. Uh, his name is Charlie Strammel, and uh, he's having a great year as a freshman for Wisconsin so far. So uh, let's see what they can do. But I definitely have them uh, just taking over that group by storm and uh, finishing second in this tournament. But guys, no one's going to be Canada here. They got it's an absolute wagon. Yeah, USA has some good players on the team. I like Luke Hughes. I wouldn't say defenseman of the tournament. There are some defensemen on that red, uh, red and white and black team. Canada will, will probably will win it, but you've, there is one prospect I really like on team USA is Lane Hudson drafted second round 62nd overall by Dallas here. He is over a point per game in division one hockey for Boston university. And as a defenseman, 
it is really hard to get points, especially when you're playing with guys much older than you here. So I'm going to be kind of interested in seeing how he fits into the team because Luke Hughes is more of a def- stay-at-home defenseman from the scouting reports that I've read. And it's kind of hard to win defenseman of the tournament when you're busy blocking shots and staying at home. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I think Luke Hughes has potential as well, what RG said. Um, one prospect that was not mentioned, who I think could honestly be one of the best players in the tournament, is Carter Gauthier fifth overall pick from Philadelphia. He is so, he's, he's very good. Uh, he has 16 points in 13 games and the Boston College is here. He can score at will. Um, the Flyers had an absolute stud in the process in Cutter Gauthier. So I think that is a big reason. Him and Luke Cooley, Logan Cooler are the same line. So I think that could be an electric tandem for Team USA. Yeah, man. Unfortunate that guy just got drafted to an absolute firestorm of an organization. Eh? Like, holy... Like, uh, feel bad for the kid, but hey, he went fifth overall. He's going to make it work. So, uh, yeah, so that's USA. Let's move on to Finland here. I'd say last of the power four, in my opinion, the power four being USA, Canada, Sweden, and Finland. Here, I only have one player highlighted. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but Brad Lambert, Bradley Lambert, a... A guy who showed a lot of promise in the first World Junior Tournament that got cancelled. Wasn't really there for the second one. It's going to be really interesting to see how he plays. I don't see Finland really making it that far in this tournament. They're pretty top-heavy once again with much of these teams. And if it comes down to depth, I don't think Finland really is going to be a strong team this year. Yeah, they also have Jochen Kemmel, who's really good. He's a first-round pick, I think, this past year. Uh, I think it was a Predators who got him. Um, but they, they, I don't think they have the talent, but I think Phil is just always that scrappy team who uh, always prevails. They've had a lot of success in the world juniors. Um, they have like three, two or three goals, right. In the past like eight years. Um, but yeah, I think, I, I think Finland's a miles away below USA, but, um, yeah, they, they always put up a fight. So it'll be interesting. It'll be a tough matchup if they get Canada in the semifinals. So. Boys, um, don't forget we are a sports gambling-centered podcast, so I have done you guys the pleasure of getting the odds, updated odds from DraftKings before we move on here, so I'll just uh, spill them to you guys just for the top four teams of this tournament. Obviously, Canada the favorite at uh, minus, minus 120. Finland, second, plus 300. The United States of America, plus 380. And Sweden, plus 650 for the winners. Um, do we want to give our picks? Anyone want to sprinkle some value or uh, you guys just going to ride Canada minus 120 all the way? So, I think I'd rather ride Canada all the way, in my opinion. They're just too power heavy. I can get a bit more depth. They just have so much talent. Uh, that first line with Shane Wright, um, Othman, and Bedard's going to be ridiculous. The second line, it's Dan Coven, Gunther, and Fantilli. It, it's just so much talent in the top end. Um, 13 forwards for the puck in the net. Very, they have a massive defense defensive pairing very strong very offensive as well so i think can's gonna roll the only question marks goaltending but millich looked really good in this pre-tournament game he's put in good numbers at whl so um yeah it's gonna be a fun tournament and um one of my friends is on the team who might be uh, getting appearance the odds could even pod so assistant captain ethan mastro looking forward to watching him on national television so uh hopefully hopefully he shows out and uh has a couple big hits for the boys yeah guys i'm sorry when you have Connor Bedard, Shane Wright, Adam Fantilli, all in your forward core. It's really hard not to take them at a minus 120. Close to even odds. I would say Canada is pretty much a hammer to win the tournament. Basically, they win every other year and sometimes a couple years in a row. And I just can't see any other team being Canada this year. They're so stacked, so loaded. I'd be interested to hear you, RG, because I feel like you have a sneaky pick. Or Are you still riding the, the homeboys here? No, I'm, I'm definitely into uh, going around with the homeboys. Boys, I'm just so excited to watch Connor Bedard here. Like, it's just so fun to watch. Another year older, one of only a few 16-year-olds to light the lamp in the World Juniors like last year. And that is like elite, elite company who he was with, who was able to light it up at 16 years old. But guys, Sweden at plus 650, they're sneaky in this tournament all the time. And uh, they got a lot of heart every year, boys. No, no bias towards Sweden here. Plus 650 is great. Uh, maybe just a little sprinkle there for me. That's about it. Yeah, that's uh, that's it's a little sprinkle for a reason. Just shows you how nice Canada is. Uh, some closing thoughts on the tournament itself, just about Canada. 
Olin Zellweger, a defenseman we should really look out for. He's pretty good. Logan Stankovin in the WHL, second round pick to, to Dallas again. Dallas has a lot of prospects yeah, in this tournament. And uh, Adam Fantilli, guys, over a point per game in the NCAA for University of Michigan. He could win the Hobie Baker as a freshman, which is kind of unheard of, guys. So a lot of a lot of talent here, and uh, I, it's going to be really fun to watch this tournament. So I guess we have Canada to win the tournament here. I'm going to quickly go over my prediction for defenseman of the tournament. I think Olin Zellweger will be the defenseman of the tournament, in my opinion. Yeah, great take. I have him winning defenseman of the tournament as well. He won it in the summer. He is older now. He's more experienced. Uh, he's absolutely electric. Um, the way he runs a power play for them. And he's also paired with uh, my friend Ethan Del Mastro. So, and Ethan Del like a strictly stay-at-home defenseman. So, I think they're going to pair well together. And Zellweger has looked electric. He's two pre-tournament games. So, great, great pick. Uh, how about you, Darji? Who you got defense for the tournament? I don't care if he stay at home. Uh, Luke Hughes is going to be the backbone to that American team. And he will be one of the key reasons that they make the finals and play Canada, which will be an absolutely electric game on January the 5th. Um, I have Luke Hughes taking this trophy home, win or loss in the finals, probably a loss. Yo, AJ, do you do you know Ethan Del Mastro? Is that your friend? Yeah, you know, that, that that? you know, it's pretty. It's oh, pretty yeah. Yeah. that's so crazy. Yeah, that's so crazy. He's gonna make your podcast big. Hopefully, he wins the tournament, man, or else he's not coming on the pod. Yeah, I probably wouldn't be pretty too fast, but you know, now if we get him on, it's a big win. But uh, you know, he's a fun, he's a fun player to watch. Not very offensive guy, but he absolutely dummies people on the ice. So you have a couple huge hits this tournament. Nice, nice. All right, well, that is the World Junior Wrap-Up, guys. I'm excited for the tournament. Once again, we've been constantly repeating how excited we are. Now let's move on to our first pick for our picks for the weekend here. We have an interesting one for you guys. Arju saying someone about leaving a town, no. someone going extinct. Arju, explain yourself here and the, and the game that we're talking about. Yeah, boy. So I was talking about some implications for a Thursday night football game. Finally, we have a good Thursday night football game. I'm so excited. Even though before the season started, you guys thought this would be an absolute shitter of a game. And I would have thought the exact same thing. That is the Jags at the New York Jets in East Rutherford, New Jersey. So when I was explaining this game, I used the term loser leaves town. Just pretty, pretty standard in the sports world. Most people know it. Josh didn't get that it was a reference, I guess. He was like, who leaves town, though? Who's leaving town? I don't understand. <laughs> so that was kind of funny for us. Uh, but basically, the loser of this game kind of out of playoff contention here. Um, the Titans, no more Tannehill. Jaguars with a win can definitely take the AFC South here. And um, obviously, the Jets need this to stay in that wild card race with uh, everyone that's so tight down there. The Chargers, the Dolphins. Uh, there's another team in there, too. Who am I missing there? Who's in contention? The Pats, yeah. So a lot of, lot of teams in that wild card race. I guess you'll have the Titans and the Jaguars in there, too. Whoever doesn't yeah, I, think win that, that I think that just comes down to the division. I don't think either of those teams are saying a wild card. I think that's just the division. Yeah, it'll come down to stay, come down uh, week 18. For sure. So uh, this is a big one. Um, guys, what are you guys' thoughts on this one? We have the top two picks from 2021, Trevor Lawrence facing off against Zach Wilson. So as a Trevor Lawrence owner in Dynasty Fantasy Football, I'm really excited to say, and I'm really happy to say that Trevor Lawrence looks like a guy. Like he, he finally, for the first time in, in, I'd say, two years of his career, He's showing some promise. He's looking like what we've all said he was looking like, and he's looking really good, guys. It's going to be really exciting for the future to come. Calvin Ridley's coming, and I hope you guys think that Calvin Ridley would be a guy on the offense as well. But I think I think Trevor Lawrence is looking a lot better than Zach Wilson. <laughs> I don't know how well, you guys think <laughs> there. <laughs> uh, I have a bowl. I think this is when New York Jets fans start to just give up in training for football because they get to see – Trevor Lawrence go up against Zach Wilson, who they could have had if they didn't win games down the stretch in 2020. Um, I think this is I think this is where Jets fans lose faith, where they give up. They throw Zach Wilson out of out of New York. He 
I think it is it in New York is in Jacksonville's game. I don't know. It's in East Rutherford. Yeah, it's East in, Rutherford. I think he, I think Zach Wilson will get booed off the field by tomorrow night. He's gonna get run out of town, and Mike White's gonna take over. My prediction is Trevor Lawrence goes off. Zach Wilson looks terrible. Zach Wilson never played a snap for the Jets ever again. Yeah, guys, this one is just uh, it's screaming Jags for me. Um, I've I've been high on the Jags the last few weeks. They've looked electric. Lawrence is such a guy. Like it's not even funny. That's just such a guy. I know there was uh, some doubts about him not loving football out of the draft. Absolute bullshit. Um, yeah, Zach Wilson can leave his uh, back leg pass in the BYU Pro Day at home, and uh, we'll take the Jags here for sure at plus one and a half, guys. Money line is uh, is plus money. I agree with you guys here. I love the Jags as well. Although, I will say, I feel like it's going to be a shootout. There's going to be a lot of really? touchdowns tomorrow. I think it's going to be a back-and-forth game. Zach Wilson's playing with his career on the line. And he's going to show a lot, prove a lot of people wrong here in this game. He's going to make some throws that we've seen him make before. And yeah. I feel like... I feel like it's going to be a really tight game, guys, but I do see the Jags coming out on top. They beat the Cowmen last week, and I'm going to give respect where it's due here. It was a great game by Trevor Lawrence, and I did text you guys after the first half that the Cowboys were for real when they were up 21-7. to And then uh, I checked at Hanukkah dinner, and they lost. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Josh, what throws are we going to see Zach Wilson make that he's made before? Like There not, were a couple not good at BYU. throws. There are Mountain West offenses. There were a couple nice throws. But there, Zach Wilson has had a couple nice throws. Yes, AJ's a couple correct. nice throws. And there years. were a That's couple great. nice throws. <laughs> I was just looking at some props and I just kind of laughed. Zach Wilson to throw an interceptions minus two hundred right now. That's actually ridiculous. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> I, just, I just like that that interception he threw in the start of the second half. He had a good he had a good first half against the Lions. He looked good. He's like, okay, they got some hope. Comes on the second half and Liddy just lobs it up with, I don't even know what that throw was. Um, Zach Wilson just isn't a smart football player. Yeah, he's got a flashy arm, but he has no footwork. He has nothing. He can't can't read a defense. Players hate him on his team. He's cocky when he shouldn't be, but he likes milfs though, so we'll give him that. Yeah, he does. But boys, uh, don't forget here who is RB one for the Jets? Zonovan Knight. <laughs> And who is RB2 for the Jets? Is it James Robinson? Yes, revenge game. Is it a little revenge game? Oh, true. <laughs> yeah, I never thought about that. Well, that's that. something to uh, keep an eye on. They they dished him when they thought uh, they weren't in playoff contention anymore. But uh, we'll see if he'll get some extra carries here. I don't know if he's playing for sure. But uh, if he's there, expect him to get some extra carries. Uh, James Robinson, fantasy owners. But, uh, boys, I think uh, unanimous Jags pick here, right? For Thursday Night Football, this will be a great one. It is It is a Jags pick. I do have one question for you guys. And it's something that we always have to question ourselves as professional sports wagerers. Is, <laughs> are, are the odds too good to be true? Because we are looking at plus odds here. And... In my mind, it's going like, I can't see this losing. Just like last week where the Cowboys lost to the Jags. So what's the reasoning behind here to this bet? Because it can't just be because the odds are great. Um, Just like the way I'm kind of looking at it, I think the odds are like this is because Trevor Lawrence questionable. I think when he gets cleared to play by tomorrow, the odds will shift to even or maybe the Jags' favorites, to be honest, because that's the only thing that makes sense to me. I think the Jags are a much better football team. I think they're better coached. They have a way better quarterback. Um, so yeah, I just that's my logic. I'm banking on the quarterback in this battle. Two quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence, much better. I think the Jags will make the playoffs. So they gotta win this game to keep that division hunt to host a home playoff game in Jacksonville. Yeah, not to pump my own tires here, but I wanted to take the Jags last week against the Cal Men. Um, I was shut down, unfortunately, by Mr. J. Roy Hammers. But um, little Vegas did not uh, think the same thing as J. Roy Jagus Vegas um, had the Jags win the game. Over eighty percent of the money was on the Jaguars. They proved Vegas wrong. I think they're going to prove Vegas wrong again and lose a lot of people some money here. Um, that's why we got the Jags plus one and a half right now. Book it right now. 
Yeah, I love that pick, guys. And one last remark. I think these odds are due to the fact that the Jags can't really establish a run game. And I feel like it's more of a matchup where Trevor Lawrence is going to be throwing the ball. And the Jets' pass defense is one of the best in the league. So it's going to be fun to see a battle of a good defense and a good passing game and see which one is stronger. Uh, obviously this podcast thinks that the passing game prevail will prevail. And I think they will as well. So that's why we're going with Jags guys. Um, other than that, any closing comments on this game, the podcast itself. I have a breaking, breaking news, news flash for, uh, for AJ here. Travis, Travis Hunter yeah. <laughs> has committed and signed with Colorado. He is going back with Dion. That is interesting stuff. Great national uh, early signing day window today, but uh, that's interesting stuff. Also coming soon, um, AJ is finally picking a college football team. Obviously, he did not go to college in the United States. (laughs) He went to a small little school in Canada, so he is going to make his announcement soon. It is down to two teams, AJ. You want to shout those two teams out? It is down to... The Deion Sanders-led Colorado Buffaloes and Nebraska Cornhuskers. So a lot of debate going on. Um, other new in the transfer portal, uh, Deion Sanders might be flipping the number two recruit in the class uh, who's recently committed to Miami. So um, if he can do that in his first year, Colorado's going to be fun a couple of years. But uh, um, we'll have to wait till next week or whenever when I reveal my pick. So wait, you have a favorite college basketball team, but you don't have a favorite college football team? No, I don't have a favorite college basketball team. I just like to follow it. Okay, nice. I, I was I am informed of this, guys. I don't have a favorite college football. I thought, I thought you were uh, Big Wisco. Cat. I thought you were following Big Wisco. Cat Wisco. I still didn't decide, but you know what? This is this is still hype. You know, I'll be I'll be a part of this. I, I, I'm gonna. Yeah, be a big I'm kind of interested. I'm captivated now. We'll have, our, we'll have our signing day. We'll have our signing day. Yeah, you guys right. gonna have your signing day for your for your colleges. You're gonna cheer for. Nice. We already know I'm locked in forever. Ooh. <laughs> anyways this is episode 10 everyone the big decade mark as as people would say so i'm proud of you guys it's been a great ride so far and uh let's go jags right let's go jags duval all right leave a comment leave a like maybe even subscribe if you guys are feeling frisky peace (laughs) peace